Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody. Hello there. It is time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Hooksett, New Hampshire. Be sure, to subscribe, be sure to subscribe to us on Facebook or YouTube if you're watching us live there. And if you're listening after the fact on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever else, you may have found this because we're freaking everywhere. Please hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Pat, and Dave. Hola. We have Brother Broadleaf, Shell, with us again tonight. B&B. And um, we are very glad for that. And tonight we are doing Paul's Picks. Pablo's Picks. Pablo's Picks. <laughs> Pablo, Pablo Maduro, he picked this cigar. And this is the Wiseman Toro Hauco from Ooh, yes. Foundation Cigars. And that is also the uh, Maduro version of the Eloense. I think uh, naming it the Wise Man was kind of a uh, course correction for them. Uh, well, one might it was, be. Able it was to, a wise move. It was a wise move, <laughs> because well, you might be able to, well, you might be able to teach a white man how to pronounce Eloense. Looking at it, you can't figure it out. Yes, yes, yes. Those Nicaraguans have something on us, you know. And, uh, there you go. Eloense. And uh, this cigar which has been out for a while, has a San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler, and it is a uh, Toro, the 6x56. It's got a soft box press to it. This is one of Pablo's favorite cigars. Yes, it is. And you might ask, why are we calling tonight Pablo's Picks? Why are we smoking his favorite cigar? Well, for one, we haven't smoked this fantastic thing, which has been on uh, uh, every top 25 list since it came out almost mm. uh it's just a very highly rated cigar we've also never smoked it on this show before um at least as a panel and um we're also smoking it because uh paul is on his way out Ooh. and uh, so, uh this episode is kind of a paul's picks episode so that he could go out on a high note he is going to be here next week but next week, he's One going to smoke time. what we give him. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll see, we'll, see what, we'll see what he thinks. We have, we, have some, we have some surprises from... Uh, any, any assets coming out of your, uh, your stash? Well, that, <laughs> don't, that don't, might not this, be this next week. Yeah. I don't want to give it away. What a football? We've got, we've got five <laughs> April Fool's Asylum oh, cigars that we're going to do next week. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome, man. You know, I'll have to do but, some uh, oral stretching for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Paul's going to go home and lock Josh. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, tonight, next week, is kind of a two-part goodbye to, to uh, Pablo Maduro, who's been with us since the beginning. And um, we're very grateful for everything he's done for the show and all that he's added, not the least of which is that dark, sultry voice. Mm. Well, Dave was Dave gave me a... a, a... Like a mini mouse voice before the show. Yeah. Is this how, how it's going to be tonight? There we go. Please don't. That's great, Dave. Yeah, Thank you. Great. Yeah, do that again, Dave. Pee Wee Herman voice. I'm down for it, but not the mini voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, Paul, what are we pairing with this? We're pairing the uh, Noble uh, Double Oak. Well, yeah, they, this is like a last second, uh, I guess. Uh, want to change the addendum because we thought we would have our pairing master here earlier than he showed up so we had a we had to do something on the fly this is noble oak double oak bourbon uh bourbon whiskey finished with sherry oak staves mm-hmm. um and this is i guess this is something that you can find here <laughs> in hooks it from time to time yes this Thank, is the... thanks to the wonderful customers specifically <laughs> stewie and yeah. uh and, and pete, pete, pete devano who pete come Devano's in and yep. leave it for whoever wants james it crocker very generous of yep, them james crocker also, james crocker also donates as well yep. it is uh, one of the favorite bourbons that's left here mm. uh, for public consumption it's very very nice it's uh, got a nice sweet finish to it you can taste that sherry and that oak mm. um i think it's going to go pretty well with the cigar to oh, be honest yes. you know what my favorite part about it is what there's no Dave. tea there's no tea there is that mm-hmm. oh ouch and the pat abuse has begun without yeah. even without even starting rightfully so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'll go to miami with paul <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go to, I'll go to miami with paul you can have dave, you, uh, dave can go do pepsi product pairings everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew and Mountain Wild Dew. Turkey. Here Mountain we go. Mountain Dew and, and Sam. That's what we're having next week. Wild Dew, Mountain Dew and Wild Turkey. Mountain Dew and Sam. Mountain Dew and Wild Turkey. Uh, oh, God. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, Paul, um, what has precipitated this this uh, evacuation to the southern states? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, we are planning a, uh, a move to florida we are uh, uh accelerating our plans we thought it was going to be something we would do a little bit further down the road and uh mm-hmm. after several years of kicking that stone down the road we finally said why are we kicking it we can make this happen <laughs> early uh, sooner than we anticipated um and so nicole and i made a decision a couple of months ago to uh cast our fate in the wind and uh, we wanted to take advantage of obviously the hot real estate market here and so we got our house under contract pretty quickly mm-hmm. and uh, we are going to be heading down to St. Pete Beach where we will be uh, we have a home down there we're I renting a so home. so freaking jealous. Yeah thank so you. Jealous. So freaking jealous. Yep. I, I still have you know no idea why I ever left. I, I was in Central Florida for a while and I know that's probably not the – well, if you're going to live in Florida, St. Pete Beach is kind of one of the places I would want to live if I were down there. When you're inland, you've got all of the humidity. Yes, you have theme parks, but <laughs> even if even if you could go for free, it's still going to cost you 500 bucks. So, you know, there's, there's no real advantage to that. 
you know, but uh, you know, if I could, if I could get back to Florida, I would. It's, it's, uh, I loved it down there. Yeah, I mean, it's, and trust me, the Florida has been the hot spot for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and uh, doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. Um, obviously, the real estate market has has been booming. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, St. Pete, Tampa, as well as other parts of Florida, are just going through a huge, huge boom right now. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, we just said, with heck with it. This is really what we wanted to do, and uh, we're going to make it happen. And uh, But I'm going to miss you guys. You know, this has been a, a, a heck of a, a run here, almost three years yep. doing this. Yep. I'm trying to figure out how many episodes we've done, both audio and the video part. And I don't, Dave, do we even come up with a number, like 130 or so? That's, that, that's, that's right? like a rough guess. But... Yeah. Yeah, it's been every week since uh, August. August 13th. And- August sixteenth, excuse me, yeah, uh, nineteen, uh, twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen. So oh. just about almost, you know, you know, two years and nine months. Yep, it's a long time. Yep, it went by pretty quickly, but and uh, never missed a week. You know, we're we're proud of that. Uh, all of us have had to skip ep- episodes for one reason or another. But, yeah, um, I almost uh, died. So yeah, Dave almost <laughs> died at one point. He he had he had the Rona really bad. I was in the and hospital we ended in November. Up, I'm glad you didn't die. That, Me we, too. We ended up having to use my own phone. That was hilarious. As a, you know, so there was no, there was none of this big uh, setup. Okay. It was just my phone over there, and we just kind of shouted at it. This was not a high and production. Uh, it worked. It worked well enough. It worked well enough. But we're very glad that Dave didn't die. We've done right. that twice now. We yeah. did it twice. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, that, yeah, that was the other night he was dying. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I wasn't dying. I was but just, that was self-inflicted. <laughs> self-inflicted. And, that, that, and that episode turned out to be a really good episode. I was, Dave, I was literally you dazed were, and confused. Of all of all episodes that Dave missed, yeah, was, uh, yep. we had two fantastic ladies from oh, of all places, Sam, Sam Adams, Adams oh. that night, and that was such a great episode. Yep, Dave. We were, you were, we, we were just kicking you. We were kicking you, you know, here, saying you missed a great episode. I did. We had a two hundred and fifty dollar bottle of beer. Oh. What? When are we having them back on? The utopia. I mean, we've had everybody the else next on. Like, time you're on vacation. Is no, when we're having beer. them back. <laughs> no. they're, they're yeah. top of the line beer. Apparently. It's not even really. Be- I mean, it, it is beer, but it tastes it's like more of sherry. A porter, it's a really? port. Yeah, it's yeah. a port. It's it's, it's, it's so like sweet sherry. and like port, yeah. yeah. It was twenty eight percent alcohol. Yes, the Boston beer babes. They they have to come back. Yes. Uh, and they will. They've they've totally said that they would love to be back, and um, I'd love to have them back when we actually had a, a producer. <laughs> so that would be that would be very good. It's funny because they, they they walked in and I don't know what their thoughts were when we were setting up your phone. Yeah. On the stand. Here. No, they thought it was awesome. Oh, okay, but, was but mid- they had. That neither of them had ever done a podcast. Okay, because so immediately I thought they were going to say to them it was amazing. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, you know, uh, we we'd certainly do want to have them back. It was it was they're both great. They were very great guests, and uh, we want to have them back uh, for sure. Um, they're both following the show too, which is really nice. Uh, very good. Mm. That's probably our two viewers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we Thank know one of watching. We know one of them's mom. Say hi to mom, Dave. Hi mom. Hi mom. Oh, one. <laughs> Time for bed. Yeah, Mom went to bed. It's eight twelve. Gotta be in bed by eight thirty. Oh, 
So uh, while we're going here, what do we what do we think about the uh, cigar here? And um, Paul, do you want to start since this was your pick? Yes. So I'll, the reason why I really love the Wise Man Maduro is it is again I'll, I I kind of compare this to the Cigar Privé. Okay. A little bit, uh-huh. and and I'll say it's uh, obviously mm. it's a San Andreas uh, Mexican Maduro wrapper with Nicaraguan fillings, but it's a meteor. Meteor, um, meteor cigar. It's got a lot. Medium. It's, it's oh, meteor, 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 meteor cigar. Meteor. Yeah, it's got a lot more pepper. Um, it's got a little bit more earth, a little bit more cocoa. Um, doesn't have any floral notes that c- the cigar Privé has, and I'm going to say it's more like a medium full. You get a little bit of that pepper right off the bat, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but it's a very flavorful cigar. It's, I, I call it uh, assertive without being aggressive. Mm. So oh. you get a lot more uh, those earthy cocoa. Uh, pepper notes, um, super Peter. smooth, but very flavorful. Um, with the noble oak, I think it's bringing out a lot more of the natural sweetness out of the cigar. Yes, to me. totally. Yeah, a little bit more co- uh, chocolate now, a little bit more chocolate flavors. Definitely, I'm, I'm having the same thing happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Shell, what about yourself? Oh, I am loving this off the bat. I just the initial draw itself. I, have you ever been to Home Depot? <laughs> and you walk by the lumber aisle. I'm feeling like I'm listening to Brie right now. And somebody put some planks cut. Yeah. And you get that that just sawdust smell. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And just that. Oh, that's what I got off the bat. Mm. On the retro, I'm getting a little bit of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. That earth is right mm-hmm. there. Uh, that wood. It. I'm loving this so far. Yeah. But also if you cinnamon and nutmeg. I and... actually smoked the robusto earlier today. Okay. And this is the, 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 what, the Toro, right? The Toro. Yeah, um, the Toro is it gives Toro. me a lot more than I got out of the group, so for sure. Yeah. Pat. Pat. That went there. Yeah, so it's, I definitely know why it's one of Paul's favorite cigars. If, well, is it the favorite or is it one of your favorite? It's one of my favorites. One of the favorites. Yeah, this, this was. This has been one of his favorites for as long as I've known Paul, three and a half years. So I, I will say this. In the first year of us doing the podcast, we had the top five. This was my number one pick mm-hmm. that year. Everyone thought it was going to be the Cigar Privé, but it ended up becoming this one. Yeah. Um, but go ahead, Pat. Did mean you still hide boxes of that? Do I have boxes of that? Do you still hide boxes of the Cigar Privé? Uh, no. Yeah, I really can hide boxes. With... What do you mean hide boxes? Because when you they would get low, you'd hide them. Oh well, we we have we've got some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when we get low, I hide them. <laughs> but I, I would concur with what Paul was basically saying about the cigar. But what I would add is the thing that I think is pretty unique about the cigar is that on the palate, you get a really kind of aggressive kind of pepper flavor, which mm. I enjoy. And then when you retrohale, you're almost expecting that your you know nose is going to blow up. But it doesn't. Boom. So, like to Paul's point, that it's assertive and not aggressive. It's like that's really what it is. Like it has like a fuller-bodied, like you know, for lack of better terms, mouthfeel. And then it has like a very nice, like medium to medium plus kind of finish and retrohale. Yep. So th- there's Good definitely job. a lot of complexity going on with the cigar. Oh yeah. And also, it does have like I mean, it has like. This kind of unique kind of sweetness, like it's very earthy, very dark. It has like that nice, like kind of fresh cut wood that Shell is talking about. Mm-hmm. But if you like really like pay attention to it, it has like this really like well blended kind of sweetness that just kind of mashes it yes. all together. Yes. Yep. Which I know San Andreas traditionally has like spice and sweetness to mm-hmm. it, but it, it really does play well with the Nicaraguan binder and filler in this cigar so it's a balance between sweet and savory is how i put it that's a good 
That's a very good way to put it. Yep. Very mm -hmm. good way to put it. And don't, don't they have a box press Lancero? Uh, they do, yes. Uh, cause I, yes. I, I, that's the one that I had a long time ago, and I remember I really, and like that was my favorite Lancero. When I, it, honestly, it might still be. I don't think I've ever had anything that I've been like, that was better than that. But mm. yeah, the Lancero is really, really good if anyone hasn't tried that yet. I mean, in, in the Lancero world or in the cigar world? What do you mean? Like, for, for, I, I like Lancero. I thought Lancero. Paul was pretty clear. The best, <laughs> the, the best Lancero. Is it the best Lancero you've ever had or, or the best cigar? Yeah, I think the L40 is probably the only other cigar like Lancero that I've had that I've said is better than. Opus. One. Well, I don't count open. <laughs> Paul, this is about you. It's just right out. This is about you, Paul, not me, here. right? Well, there's a first. This is about you, not me, you know? Um, Dave and confused. Mm. Uh, what's your take on the uh, uh, Torahako here? It's got a, a lot of creaminess to it, too, I think. Yep. Um, but you know the 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 baking spice the baking spice the baking spice my my palate I smite your baking the the yeah. Home Depot wood chips the Home Depot <laughs> wood chips you know uh, it's got it all this is uh, fantastic <laughs> fantastic baking uh, spice and Home Depot wood, wood chips it has it all you've heard it here on not just blowing smoke people uh, when this when this cigar first came out it was my favorite cigar the the year when it uh it is a newcomer really yeah yeah i thought it was the the best thing that came out the year that, it did yeah. um it's, it's celebrating its fifth year this year yeah it's still a great cigar yeah. loving it most beautiful um very very nice very very nice um has it changed over time or has it been consistent all five years yeah that's one of the very reasons consistent. i still love it is that it has been very consistent it's got that um backdoor kind of or background sweetness to it that uh, those cocoa notes um, wood notes that you guys have been talking about um, earthiness and, and that pepper which is just the right amount mm. if you like pepper you're going to get it um, but not in a not in an obnoxious way no. and uh, I think Paul's way of saying this that this is a cigar that's assertive and not aggressive. Yes. That's perfect. Absolutely. That's perfect for this cigar. It's got tons of flavor. It can go. This goes great with a cup of coffee. Oh yeah. This goes great with a great uh, root beer. This goes great with this uh, um, noble um, bourbon that we're having here. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes with so many different things, and it it's kind of an anytime cigar. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You, you could have this in the morning and it, if you, you know, and not be overpowered for the rest right. of the day, but you could have this at night and there's enough flavor in it that it's going to really be a nice end of the day smoke too. So it's just, it's just got, Nick Melillo just does such a great job okay. blending stuff. I love almost everything he makes, um, you know, and, and I, people are saying, well, what's the almost? Okay. Um, the I'm not, I'm not a, a flavored or infused cigar guy. Check so the, out. the upsetters is not my bag. Yeah. It's the bag for a lot of people. And, um, wow. I didn't even know he made those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he does the upsetters. And, um, if you want a cigar that every time you draw it, it's almost like a palate cleanser, mm. you know, you know, in, in, in several times on the show, like when Pat did the uh, uh, mojito for us, that was like a palate cleansing drink. Mm. 
the the upsetter to me is like a palate cleansing cigar that might allow you to appreciate your drink more but <laughs> that that wow. that totally reversed <laughs> totally no it's it's totally reversed there's it's so difficult to describe that cigar the the upsetter it you know there's just it, think of Jamaican done, essence. It's done in a, it's done in a traditional Jamaican way of mm. aging tobacco, yes. which was really the forerunner of Cuban cigars. It it predates that, and they are doing it in the in the way and it's proprietary. They don't really talk much about it, but um, you know, in Jamaica, you can imagine there's not a whole bunch of <laughs> really tall trees that you can smoke tobacco with so it's it, it was a lot of bushes and herbs and 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 things that they use to dry the tobacco and and uh that's how they do it with that and then they uh they put on, uh, an organic molasses on the inside of the wrapper leaf so that instead of sweetening the tip with either sugar or saccharin or whatever that other uh, infused cigars do that use that organic molasses, which gives this nice uniform sweetness that is enjoyed throughout the cigar. But if flavored cigars is not your thing, it's, it's not going to be your thing. And so I appreciate it for what it is for the people who love that stuff. And there's, you know, there, there are, people who really do enjoy that stuff and I can recommend them to for those people but you know this the tabernacle the the uh, Havana seed Connecticut 142 which I think is his magnum opus so far I like the I like the uh, um, um, High Clare Castle mm -hmm. and the Victorian which is a Maduro version of that um, but the Maduro version, the wise man of the Eloense, um, I think is the better of the two. And Tabernacle, I could take either broadly for that uh, Havana Seed Connecticut 140. Uh, I'm sure but, you will. <laughs> but the Corona Havana Seed is one of my favorite yeah, that's cigars. Awesome. That's just that size, that wrapper, freaking amazing. Nick Melillo is just. Amazing. Yoda he, he, he knocks it out of the park, like I said, with like ninety nine percent of what he what he makes. Mm -hmm. Again, the upset is, you know, notwithstanding. I think it's that's that's a specific uh, uh segment of our yes. of our customers. Yes. Um more of the acid line, if you will. But um everything else he makes is just phenomenal. The Chata Oaks still gonna be one of my favorite, you know, mm -hmm. value cigars. Yep. Every day Absolutely. Smoke. You know? I would pay a dollar or two more for either oh, of those, you, oh, yeah. and, and still not feel like I was getting overpriced. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. You know, those are That's those are lot. fantastic cigars. Yeah, I think the, the thing about Foundation and like Nick that I appreciate the most is like he. It's not Opus. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's so you know he he was part of you know the Liga Pravada, and mm -hmm. then he separated from Drew Estate, had to non compete, and then he made his own company. And I just appreciate the fact that when you look at his line. It doesn't look like he's trying to prove anything to anyone. It, it's he's just making good cigars. Like he's not appealing to anyone. He's just putting a good product out. And one of the things I appreciate is every line has a top shelf cigar, like one that you know someone said like this is the best of the best that I'm doing. Nick doesn't have that. Everything is, I'll, I'll for lack of better terms, core line. Mm -hmm. Like the tabernacles, like nothing is priced 
in that upper level and it's all just very good cigars and for the price they're always like a really modest price for him and also like the the, the stories that go into each one of his brands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i don't know the wise man story but i'm sure there's one of them but like the tabernacles the david and goliaths even like the the High Clare Castle series, like there's a TV show on it, you know, the actual castle. It's there's so mm-hmm. much that goes into it, and it's it just none of it seems like a rushed product that was oh we right. need like a five dollar cigar today right. or something right. we got to push this thing out. It, everything's made with a purpose, and that's yeah. one of the things I can appreciate. And I, there's not one negative thing I can really say about Foundation. No, like no, even I the totally upsetters, like. If you're a flavor, I mean, I've never had one, but if you're a flavor, <laughs> but have with, one. The thing is, without having one, if someone said, "Should I smoke this?" I would say yes, because off of everything else that he does, there's no reason for me to think that if that's the kind of market you're in, you know, flavored cigars, that you wouldn't like it, you know. All right, now I just smoked my drink. I was oh, just you know, and smoke I want to know what you guys think about the. Uh, bourbon here once it's been smoked let's do that it just gets so much sweeter and you it almost brings out the the wood and the the sherry in the <laughs> bourbon it's just to me it's fantastic i i think this is a a great last minute pairing <laughs> oh yes oh yeah absolutely sweeter doesn't yeah. it bring out the sweetness oh, yeah. in the, oh, in the yeah. bourbon? You know, for a last-second uh, add-on. There's a reason this is, this this is, is a favorite this, this, in the uh, Hooks at Lounge. Yeah. It's a BYOB Lounge, for and, those and of you who are what, curious. What does this bottle go for? Does anyone know? It's about 50 That's 50 bucks. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's not. It's it's uh, the low mid-range for oh, a nice wow. bourbon. You That's said 50? 50 50 yeah. I thought it was a lot cheaper than that. Yeah, I thought I thought it was going to be cheaper too, but I don't think I don't believe so. I I'm pretty sure it's like 20. Mm. I'm like almost positive well, it's like 20. Let's find out. Well, well, you know, sweetness comes Then out you should lot. have no problem replacing the the bottle that we had to use. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you sure your phone's not going to crash? <laughs> uh, about uh, anywhere from 30 to 35 is what it says. The sweetness definitely comes out a lot, and I'm not a sweet whiskey bourbon guy at all, but it does also kick off the pepper note a lot, which I like as well. Um, it doesn't make it sweet in an obnoxious way. No, no, no. It's, it's almost like a candied sweet where mm-hmm. it's been, you know, it settles. Paul's going for seconds. <laughs> Why not? Like most people do in the uh, lounge here. When... <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, Shell, Shell likes his bourbon like right between the eyes. You know, he wants to he wants to taste the spice. He wants yes. to taste that that you know. I'll, I'll call it aggressive without being assertive. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. you all the opposite of what the cigar is. Coffee black, water tap, whiskey neat. Yes, that's how we do. Yep, it like smoothed the bourbon out for me, and it kind of added like this kind of creamy kind of finish to it really. mm. mm-hmm. well it does the same for the cigar i think it really mm-hmm. smooths it out it brings out more of those cocoa notes yes from the uh, san andreas wrapper um which is one of the reasons i really love san andreas it, it can have a real cocoa kind of <coughs> uh, feel to it and it totally makes the cigar i think more creamy and brings out those cocoa notes mm. you guys agree i would agree absolutely agree. agree with you dan Oh, this is this is really good. 
It is really bitter. And this is my favorite size too. I mean, I've I've had all the sizes of the Churchill, the Corona Gorder, the Torpedo. The what about what about the Toro makes it your favorite? What's what's I, the I, difference? I don't know. I just think it has all the all the flavors I'm looking for. I mean, I've had the Corona Gorder. It's a li- has a little bit more pepper with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, and uh, the Lancero was really good. I do have to admit that Lancero was was excellent. Um, but the but the Toro I think just has the combination of that. Nice cocoa, earthy, and the pepper all uh, mm-hmm. combine very, very well. Uh, and just a, that background sweetness. Um, like I say, this is, and again, it's going to last you probably a good hour, you mm-hmm. know, unless you're hammering it really bad. But I still, I still think this is my favorite size. And what's the MSRP? Isn't it like fourteen, thirteen? Twelve bucks. Yeah, it's really. Twelve good. bucks is still really good. Oh yeah. It's it. That's a great price for this cigar. Yep. <laughs> I know that we we talk about that sometimes on the show. This is a great cigar, but we wish it were a dollar less. This is a great cigar like Charter Oak. Could be a dollar more. Please don't listen to that, Nick. Um, but, you know, this is this is a very well-priced cigar for what you're getting. Yep. I, I think you're getting a lot of bang for the buck. It's one of the, you know, as far as having a really... If Charter Oak is a great value every day, any time of day four times a day kind of scar this is a great value smoke too mm-hmm. but for getting something very high end yeah and plus like the construction too with foundation like it, yes. even throughout covid there was never a cigar that i had that i had to put down because there was something going on with it you know what i mean like it's it's a good price and you're getting like a very well constructed blended cigar so yeah nick is nick is amazing for well that. constructed and i am all about presentation oh. um, the folklore mm-hmm. behind the wise men mm-hmm. and the label itself with the embossed you know I, I liken it to you know fuente you know there's a lot of thought a lot of care put into the presentation yes yes totally agree and but... also like the rappers too like even on the charter oaks like the lower end of his lines like it's always like a nice shade wrapper. There's no off coloring on it. Yes. It's very like smooth, good oil on it. Like yep. you know, it's. I still don't. I can't believe that they're, you know, six six fifty a piece. Like when I golf, that's one of the only cigars I smoke because not only because it's affordable, but it's enjoyable, and it's one of the only cigars that I've had consistent experience with burning correctly on a golf course <laughs> like just the, having the closed foot on it mm. easy light you know you can put the thing down it doesn't canoe on you the wind doesn't make it burn faster on one side like yep. it's just you know the habano and the broadleaf like my favorite like i've had the shade every now and then but i'm not really a connecticut smoker but no it's yeah it's really really good line one, one of the best things about Shadow Oak, too, is because it is a great cigar and it is value-oriented. A lot of people, especially this time of year, who are coming in for weddings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and yes. they want to buy for their... That know, is your wedding box. They, exactly, Dave. They, they, they want to buy a bunch of cigars for their, whether it's their wedding party and their guests, whatever, and they're maybe looking for 15 to 20. I'm, 99% of the time, I'm going to go right to Shadow Oak say, here, this is a cigar that almost everyone will enjoy. Um, doesn't really matter if you if you're a seasoned smoker or someone or a newbie, whatever. Yeah. Um, they're going to enjoy this, and you don't have to break the bank either. Right. Box of cigars will go either side of a hundred, depending upon what size you get. Yep. It's a fantastic cigar, and and every every single one of them, I think, has enjoyed them. They've come back yep. in and said they really enjoyed that. Yeah. To that point, this week alone, I have helped at least three different customers, you know, plan for weddings mm-hmm. with the Charter Oak. Whether it be the shade or the can make the broadleaf, yep. and they've been very content. Yep. I yeah. think that um, 
we, we should do an episode down the road. Like really? An under ten dollar pairing episode and have it be the um the two oaks. Do it with Charter Oak and the Noble Oak. <laughs> under ten dollar pairing. So is it under ten dollar cigar and under ten dollar whiskey or Yeah, so if if Noble Oaks are like, you know, if you say it's thirty five then a shot well, we of could it. do the real peel batch. That's like fourteen. The real peel batch. Do you, do you sell this at the bar? <laughs> repeal. I've been talking to Kendra about it, but we don't have it currently. Okay. But if if you were to get a bottle like at the store, if you like you know price out what a shot would be out of that bottle, what that with the charter oak would probably be like eight bucks. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. The, the no, twin I mean, oak episode. The twin oaks. <laughs> oh my gosh! Too close. Too close to ten, Twin Peaks for me. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see. Uh, That's what she said. Of course it is. Giggity, giggity, goo. Oh, Let's right. see. <laughs> uh, mm. I take it we are all enjoying the, the Noble Oak? Yes. Yeah. The uh, Noble Very Oak it sells for 30 bucks. Its regular price is 35 so... I was uh, wrong to call it 50. Pat was wrong to call it 20. I was closer, though. Um, <laughs> you can say that. But, uh, price right. If it was the price is right. If I, it I was the price is right, but do you really want to be on that show? I don't. Like so, Gary's on it. It's fine. So just so you know, everybody else knows, this was Dave's pairing. So you're welcome. That was Stu's pairing. <laughs> By default, Dave. By default. Yeah, thank you, If it was you, really Stu. your pairing, would be Mountain Dew or... Sam. No, no, I would, I would. Mountain Dew cherry. I would definitely. It's a thing. I would definitely, if I had a choice of a pairing, it would definitely be a bourbon. I will say, if we did do the old Forrester 100 with it, I think this would go really, really well with it. But I think the 100 would go well with this cigar. I agree with that. So, Paul, why St. Pete Beach? Why why not somewhere else? What what we, drove we, you to St. Pete? We we were looking in in the uh, Tampa St. Pete area uh, for our 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 house, if you will, our, our rental. And uh, one of the things that uh, we both agreed on is that we wanted to be as close to the water as possible. We didn't want to be inland uh, too much. Uh, we were looking actually in the city to begin with, and then we kind of veered off that that course and. Started looking at the around the the beach area, and and next thing you know, you know Nicole being you know the the research guru, yeah, um, was uh, contacting a lot of different real estate agents, and next thing you know, they're sending her all these uh, listings, and she happened to find one uh, that was literally like right the neighborhood is right across the street from the beach, and uh, and uh, has everything we're looking for a fenced in yard, a pool, you know, just. Everything we really could have asked for, I really wasn't expecting that. I, I, mm. I you know, the, the real estate market there is is pretty hot, and even the rentals are, are pretty expensive. But you're able, able to, to f- take the dogs. Oh heck yeah! Oh, that's awesome. Oh, oh, well, where would they go? Where would, where, 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 where would he go? I should say. They would go to Kendra. Do you plan on leaving the industry? Or you want to try to get a gig down there? I'm, I'm, I'm taking some time off. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have anything lined up, and I don't. I'm not going to. Uh, jump in anything right away, but I certainly would keep the uh, keep we the options open. We do have a non-compete agreement. We need you to sign before you go, Paul. That's okay, Dan. No yeah. problem. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> but Five yeah, years. yeah, I, I would certainly keep my options open in the industry. But I'm not, uh, I'm not committing to anything right now. 
just going to take some time, settle everyone in, and uh, see what happens. My man. Mm-hmm. My man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Pat, what are you what are you going to miss about Paul? Don't say his abuse. Um. Oh. Okay, yeah. so Dave. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if we had, like, one of those sensor buzzers on the soundboard, not being able to say bleep you, Paul, every day. I know. <laughs> Pat being the, uh, the, the Mr. Eloquence uh, in whatever he can't, whenever I yeah. give him a hard time on something, you know. We if can't he, if really he, say it if on he, air, but if one he of can't, Pat's if words he, if begins he can't with give the me, letter F. If he can't give me like a, 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 not. An, an adult response, you know, mm-hmm. uh he just says, you know, F this and yeah, F you. Keeps me, keeps me going. <laughs> Remember famous one day, I'm going to accredit it to Paul for saying F you, Paul, every day. Keeps, you know, keeps me going. I know the love's there, Pat. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to hide it. Well, I think the big thing I'm going to miss about Paul is like, I think going, you know, being like a young guy downstairs and really not knowing much about cigars, but really wanting to know a lot about cigars. And also Dan's also a part of this. But, you know, I kind of like looked up to Dan and Paul also, you know, obviously being the managers. But like even to this day, one of the standards I kind of hold myself to and, you know, anyone who's going to be new in the humidor is kind of the approach that Paul took when he was selling cigars. Like, he he has a way of like here have the cigar parfait. Okay. <laughs> I think the thing about Paul and this is like really valuable in retail is it's one of those things where it's like at the end of the day like retail you typically collect commission and Paul doesn't hunt for commission like he not that anyone on this panel does either but he goes about it in a way that he finds out what somebody likes. And he takes that and he, you know, he has numerous options for them and it's not really to get a price to sale, but he has the experience in the humidor that he can speak to, I'd say every cigar. Like if he hasn't smoked it yet, it's something he knows about. And I I have never seen anyone at at the lounge or anything that had a pick from Paul that said that they didn't like it. And it doesn't have to be a $20 cigar a $30. It could be a charter. It could be anything. And if Paul sells it to you, it's because he thinks you're going to enjoy it, whether it's cheap or expensive. And there's been no one that said anything negative about a pick that Paul gave. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to miss that in the humidor because, you know, it's just it's, it's very it's valuable. You know, why did that guy recommend this crap? <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul's gone, you know, <laughs> but I think the, the the big takeaway that I kind of got from Paul was, you know, when I started downstairs, my ego and backing was I got certified in like a couple weeks. And when I went into the humidor, I would see how like fluent Paul was in there. And, you know, I, here I am just fresh off the book. I can recite all this, you know, BS you learn in it. And Paul would, you know, didn't use any of that. He just he was very approachable. He knew how to connect to the customers and he always had something for them. And it was something that took me, I mean, it still takes me a lot of time to do. And it, it, you know, I rely a lot on what I know about cigars and Paul just has that kind of personal experience with people. And that's something you really can't replicate unless you put the time in that he did in the industry. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things yep. that I think twins is going to miss and that I'm certainly going to miss. Yep. 
One of, one of the th thanks, Pat. I really appreciate that. Um, one of the things that I've learned earlier on in my career was to partner up with your client, partner up with the person who you're speaking with, and and like I say, get to know what they really are looking for. Um, try to figure out, you know, where you what boundaries you might be willing to push with them too. You know, if they're mm -hmm. if they're a mild cigar smoker and you know they're looking for something a little bit, they're maybe afraid to go to the next level. You know, you 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 give them to you give them a cigar that's approachable in that in that category. And uh, and you just you, you give them all the information uh, enough for them to make that informed decision, and and they they go with it. And a lot of times they'll see the excitement in your in your presentation. Yeah. If you're excited about something, you're gonna get the customer excited about it. Yeah. And like I say, if you if you in my experience with smoking, I won't give the Nick Flanagan. I've smoked every cigar in the humidor five times. <laughs> I've smoked you know. them all. I've smoked them all hundreds of times. They're my over rotation. They're my They're rotation. They're my rotation constantly. But, but if, if, <laughs> if I've had an enjoyable uh, experience with a cigar and I know uh, based on what the customer's telling me uh, if, if he or she would enjoy it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absolutely mm -hmm. sell that to them. No problem. And like I say, this is, this is going to be, this is what you're going to get from this this is and, I, and and now I even find myself even more now that now that we've been doing all these pairings, my conversation with customers is, what do you plan on having upstairs at the bar? Mm. You know, and then totally. I, I might I might be able to even recommend some of the things that Pat and the other bartenders are known for. So yeah. hey, you know, like like for example, when we had the cigar of the year, the the uh, CLE uh, Cameroon, yeah, we we knew without a doubt what the best pairing was for that cigar. And I kept pushing it. <laughs> and Kendra hated and, and me for it. <laughs> Kendra yes. kept saying, will you stop recommending that drink? We're making nothing else but. <laughs> I made 29 old fashions today. Stop. <laughs> I will say one of the things I'm not going to miss is the same 10 Ozzy Osbourne songs playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you have to blame Pandora for that. That's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no bon Jovi. No bon Jovi. Oh my gosh. Um let's let's do a little uh Pastor Padron cigar confessions here. Oh, we'll get to what uh, the rest of us think about Paul uh we're gonna miss <laughs> about Paul. Think about Paul. <laughs> what do we think about Paul in the second half of the show? But um uh the cigar confession tonight is is this question and we've talked about it I think a couple of times before, but it comes up again tonight, and that is the whole question of respecting the lounge. Yes, and you know each every every lounge, if your cigar shop has a place for you to sit and smoke, they're all a little bit different, but they all have some things in common. And you know, to me, one of my, uh, you know, one of the things that I think people, it's certain. Well, let me let me talk about it as a customer perspective. When I'm in, when I'm in a, a cigar lounge, no matter where I am, when I leave the lounge, if I've moved furniture, I'm going to put it back. If I have left trash, I'm going to throw it out. If I've dirtied a glass, I'm going to either clean it and put it back where I found it, or I'm going to ask, What's, what do you guys do with this if I, if I don't know what the procedure is? And if there's a way that I can do that and help out, I'm going to do that. Because tobacconists, you know, when, when you go into a lounge, especially, you know, like a BYOB lounge like Hooks It is, um, you know, the, the tobacconists there are not <clears throat> like 
waiters or waitresses. You know, the the lounge is something that you that you are provided with that um, you can enjoy a drink, a cigar or whatever with. Now, I'm not saying, you know, take your ashtray and empty it out. That's definitely, I think, that the back and this responsibility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But um, it's not necessarily the thing to do to leave a banana peel in the <laughs> ashtray <laughs> or on the table or an apple core or gum or whatever you know be respectful of the expectations the rules the expectations of the, of the lounge that you're in i mean would you guys agree with that mm-hmm. you know it's 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 one of my one of my things whenever i'm going somewhere i want to give the impression that i really respect the people who are there the work that they do, and I'm trying not to increase their work. Uh, you know, I want to really, you know, um, give the impression that I'm I'm a great customer, and therefore I'm going to clean up after myself. I'm going to take my everything with me that I came in. I'm not going to have to go back and get it. You know, it's it's my it's my responsibility to to make sure that when I leave. People are not having to pick up anything other than ash when I leave. And, you know, I, I, you know, to that, to that point, there are customers who, when they leave, they'll take the ashtray and they'll empty it. And and I'll tell them, you don't have to do that. That's what I'm paid for. No, we, we can do that. We, we're very appreciative of what you do Mm -hmm. and what you're offered. And that lets your tobacconist know that you respect them, that you care for them that you're not trying to take advantage of them. And that goes a really long way in building the relationship with the customer. Um, what do you guys think? What, what, what are some of the things where you have found some things that customers have left that maybe they shouldn't have? Or what, what are your, some of your pet peeves along that I line? I have three additions to it. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Bullet points. So first addition would be based on what you said, like the moving furniture thing, mm-hmm. like, People do it all the time. And they don't put it back. It's it's obnoxious. So that's one of them. Yeah, it ain't the your second. And the I have four actually. The second one is if you <laughs> use an ashtray, the proper thing to do is if you move seats five times, bring it with you. Don't dirty another one so somebody else can use it. Uh, and then the third thing is with the weather changing, when it starts raining outside, don't run inside. You know, take the ashtray in with you because that becomes a swamp of a problem mm-hmm. if you don't. Yep. And there's only, you know, we can only react so fast when it starts raining out. So that causes a lot of work and it's, you know, it's gross. And then the fourth thing is, <laughs> is if you're asked to supply an ID at the lounge, do it. And don't give any of us sass for asking for it which has happened numerous times you know that's 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 a good point too you know i mean especially these you know i had somebody i'm sure that i was attempted to be stinged stung uh stung this if you want to be grammatically correct about it stung um uh earlier this week and you know one of the reasons i think i it was intentional was the person apparently after I asked for their ID had it out already it was in their hand so they were expecting to be carded um, it's ten thousand dollar fine or two years in prison for being 
convicted of that if they d decide to throw the entire book at you. If so, please don't blame us for not wanting to go to prison or pay ten grand because the owner of your shop probably isn't going to want to pay it either. <laughs> you know, so be respectful of that. But um, you know, I I. I totally agree with the, the whole idea, Pat, of um, taking your, your ashtray with you. And, and another thing, if I were going to add something else to this, it really, you know, one of, one of the ways you can respect the lounge is not to leave your stuff in two or three different places either. So, like, you don't know if a particular chair is open because your stuff is left there but right. you're sitting somewhere else keep all of your stuff together with you wherever you're sitting and, and not on some other open seat or table because then other people don't know if it's available or not and to me that's just common sense mm -hmm. um, yeah at the lounge the big thing is like people will keep their stuff on the bar and then they'll go outside for like you know half hour to an hour but they mm -hmm. keep their stuff there and you know, I put. I have to like go and find the people and be like, "Hey, you guys sitting in there?" And then they're like, "Yeah, we are." I'm like, "No, no, you're not." <laughs> you know, it's it's just extra stuff. And then just one more comment about the ID thing is, even if you're drinking water at the lounge, you have to show an ID if you're under the age of 30 or 40. I forget what the standard is. They're gonna but... be 21 to enter the premises. Period. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And that's the reason. And that's for the situation I've been running into where someone is not drinking anything and they give me sass. Like, you're going to ID me when I'm not It's Yeah, I am because you're in a cigar lounge. You, you got to show it, dude. You know, and be happy. There's going to be you a day. You have to be that, 21 to purchase tobacco, let alone. Yeah, there's going to be a day that you wish people were ID and you're like, Paul, like, you know. <laughs> so. I'm not sure how to Very take true, that, Pat. Paul. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> And I happily apply. Uh, I, I, I happily my, apply. I get my. <laughs> I give my uh, ID if anyone asks. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I, I appreciate you that I look under thirty. Ninety percent of the time, people are glad when I ask for an ID. Um, and to be honest, I'd again say about ninety percent of the time, people are well over twenty-one yes. when I ask for an ID. Um, there have been times where. I've asked for ID, and that day was their birthday. And, you know, I had to sit and think and do the, you know, math in my head. Okay, you guys are you guys are good. You know, but um, most of the time, you know, they're well over 21. They're 25. They're, they're 30, <clears throat> 35. Um, but, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, if, if you don't look 30 to us, we have to ask for an ID. That's that's the general rule, and so just be ready for that. You know, so if if, if we don't know who you are and, and we don't know uh, what your age is, we're going to ask for your ID, and that's just the proper thing to do. And even if you know who they are, you, you still need to do it because if they don't have it on their person, if the commission ever walked in, mm -hmm. they need it. Respect the people. And respect the place. Mm -hmm. It really boils down to that. For sure. You know, yep. If you can't do either one, then maybe you need to find a new place to go. Mm. So what's our final verdict here on the uh, wise man Toro? Shell, you want to go first? 
delicious. I'm still eating a lot of the the wooden notes that Home Depot fresh cut mm -hmm. plywood. Uh, <laughs> it's a little Spanish. <laughs> a little Spanish. Yeah, a little Spanish. I'm, I'm getting a little, a little Spanish bit, plywood. A little That's bit of cinnamon getting. on the retro hill. Not as much pepper as you guys, but I'm enjoying it a lot. Mm -hmm. Paul. Well, I, <clears throat> certainly this is. Uh, this is a phenomenal cigar for me. I love the cigar. And again, uh, that earthy cocoa, pepper notes. Uh, the peppers has definitely uh, settled down a lot. Mm -hmm. Get a little bit more get a little bit more of a, a nice gentle spice on the retrohale. The the, the uh, noble oak is definitely a, a, a very good complementary pairing with this. Um, it, it does bring out a little bit more of that natural sweetness, smooths out the cigar even more. Um, but it's just been just phenomenal pairing, phenomenal cigar, phenomenal drink. Pat? I think the second third of the cigar is more like a Lowe's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping it up. Huh? But I'm pumped. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. That was actually funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a really good cigar. The pairing was really well with it. I and, was thinking more of an Office Depot cardboard. Wow. And I'm gonna. This, this is like the cigar that I'm gonna smoke when I want to remember Paul's palate for sure. Assertive but not aggressive. Assertive but not aggressive. That 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 uh, describes Paul too, mm. assertive but not aggressive, unless he's by himself, in which case he can be very aggressive. Or it's you know day fourteen of Christmas music and the... yeah, uh, <laughs> day one of Christmas music. No, Paul loves day one of Christmas music. I I I told you last this past year I I wanted to play music before Thanksgiving and I was given a heap of crap from customers because I was playing at what uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving mm -hmm. you were yep and you did and uh but you, you know what too bad you know it's my place not yours <laughs> I think what, you knew, was my place I should you, say you knew then that you were leaving didn't you no bastard didn't know that uh, Dave what about you what do you think of this cigar I think it performs remarkably well the burn for all of us is on point uh it's, it's got some cream it's got some you know earth and woods and baking spice and um, it's just, it <laughs> goes really well with the, with the noble oak. It's been a phenomenal pairing. Yeah. Great all the way around. Love this cigar. Still, uh, I think a winner, mm -hmm. um, totally understand why it's usually in the top 25 for anybody's list at the end of the year. Great, great performer. All right. We will be back in just a few minutes with this Sutlef's 1849. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right, everybody. We are back. Welcome back to Not Just Blowing Smoke. And for the second half of the show, we are smoking this. Sutliff's 1849 blend, which, according to the tin, is a mellow and delightful, delightful Virginia Perique blend. Sutliff's 1849, a nod to the founding date at the original Sutliff Tobacco Shop, Provides tang, citrus, sweetness, and spice via a blend of choice tang. red Virginia, bright flu-cured Virginia, and two different Perique varietals. I'm confused about what that means because Perique really comes from just one place, uh, St. James Parish in Louisiana. So what that two varietals are, I'm not entirely sure. It is uh, manufactured by Sutliff. It's a Virginia Perique blend. And the components are, like I said, Virginia <laughs> and Perique. Uh, there's no flavoring added to this. It's ribbon-cut tobacco. And, uh, Pat, what are we pairing with this tonight? So I'm sure we probably had it on the show before, but it's Old Forester 100 proof. Mm -hmm. um, 
one of the better historic brands because it's one of four brands that was distilling before and after Prohibition. Um, at the bar, Old Forester 100 is probably mostly consumed in our old fashions because we use this or the 86 proof to make the house old fashioned. Mm. But honestly, on its own, it's very good. And I think a lot of people kind of go to the old fashioned and they don't really try it on its own. And mm. it's, it's a very good, well-priced bourbon to just kind of sip on with a cigar on a pipe. So, Yeah, I agree. Um, now, you know, obviously doing a pipe pairing, uh, I picked a blend that was, I thought Paul would like, mm. uh, for Paul's picks, Paul's pick, it would be a Virginia Perique yes. for, uh, what he was leaving with. And this has lots of good spice to it. It sure does. Uh, so Paul, mm. I'm anxious to know if I did a good job picking a tobacco that you would really, really appreciate at the end of your run you did a very good job dan i, I get a lot of that uh light sweetness but the but the spice comes right out at, at you and it, but it's very very smooth yes. um and it it almost reminds me when i'm drawing in pat when we t when we did the uh mississippi river that there's like almost like a very sweet almost like a cotton candy type of flavor that you get that dissipates very very quickly in the mm -hmm. drawer um but then the spice comes comes out um so it's a nice combination of that nice uh, Virginia uh, sweetness, the, the the spice from the Perique, but it's very, very well blended. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really good. And on the retro, you get mm. plenty yes. of pepper, kind yep. of a mix of black and white pepper to me. Um, the Perique is really the, the star of that. Yeah. If you love Perique, I think you're going to really, really enjoy that 1849 blend. Uh, now, I know you're more of an aromatic guy when it comes to pipe tobacco Ooh, shell. Yes. But what does Brother Broadleaf uh, think in the first impressions well, of 1849? Brother Broadleaf um, gets that, that tang and that citrus right up front. The brother gets the tang. And it's... <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> Not to be <laughs> No, it, it hits you right up front, that citrus and that tang, and it's... And it's delicious it's almost refreshing mm. but as you retro hell you do get that spice mm. and that pepper and it, it's good it's good i haven't uh, had my sip yet so i'll mm -hmm. do that but pat so the old four i saw the drink first the old forester when i do it straight like the one one of the things i love about old forester is like i'm more of like when, when i do bourbons I like having that sweetness and kind of citrus note be on the palate on the forefront. And then I like that those woody wow. kind of smoky notes going through the finish because typically with a lot of rise, which I don't like, mm. it's the reverse. You get that woody, leathery kind of notes in the palate. Then that sweetness is kind of on the finish. And I'm just not a big fan of it. So that's my stance with the drink. So the Old Forester has a nice kind of citrus note. And obviously a really nice spice to it because it's 100 proof, a little bit of heat to it. Mm -hmm. And then it has kind of like that nice kind of citrusy, kind of like hickory kind of wood kind of finish, which I think is because of the pipe tobacco. Because the pipe tobacco, really nice spice from that Perique. That's mm -hmm. that's why I'm such a huge fan of Perique. Very subtle kind of stone fruit sweetness kind of lingers, has kind of a little bit of hay to it. But it, the it's changing the drink a lot for me, and mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of interested to see what you guys think about it. And I, I didn't think that this would go this well, the pipe tobacco. I didn't know what the pipe tobacco was when I was choosing it. But mm -hmm. I think that it's changing the finish of the drink for me because I did the drink, smoke, drink. And it's it's giving me like a leather note that I wasn't quite getting before mm. with the Old Forester 100. 
And it's also like, it really pronounces that hickory kind of bonfire type smoke flavor to it. Like it, it kind of changed the sweetness. It kind of took the citrus out through the finish. It just gives you a really nice hickory campfire flavor, which again, I have not had having the old Foster by itself before. So What it's doing for me, I'll be honest with you, is it's giving me a caramel flavor both on the drink and on the tobacco. Mm-hmm. It's 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 heightened the sweetness in the tobacco a little bit more. Yes. Um and it's it's I'm gonna call it more of a caramel flavor. Mm-hmm. When I go right to the drink, it brings out the caramel flavor of the drink too. So I think it's pairing beautifully. I think it's a good job, my friend, even though you probably didn't he do had you, no do, idea do you what research. we were doing. Holy <laughs> boy. No credit for tonight. Uh, nice Dave, shot in the dock there, Pat. Dave, uh, what do you think? I'm getting a real creamy caramel molasses mm. with both of them together, and it's just absolutely amazing. Is anyone else getting that that uh, that really sweet, uh, I'm going to call it more like a cotton candy type of, of flavor when you draw in initially and then it dissipates very quickly? It, yeah. Like I, like I was talking about... The Mississippi River when we when we had that mm-hmm. that that and Pat was that's one, like it was the, the one who picked up on me. You know, it's, it, it is creamy, you know, but it's, it's like very you sweet. Get that, you it's, get the smoke in your mouth, and it's like a it's like that cotton candy creamy. Yes, yes, yes and then exactly. it goes away once exactly you, once you did, that yes. cotton candy creamy smokeness. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, we all make mm-hmm. sense here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree though. I I do taste that cotton candy kind of sweetness, especially with the uh, bourbon. Um, I think they're both a great pairing together. This is definitely a um, body-wise. I think, especially if you retrohale, this is more of a a full-bodied yep. uh, tobacco. Um, I love the the pepper on this. The way the perique just kind of builds up the spice, but you still get that great stone fruit kind of sweetness from the Virginias. Mm. It's very very nice, and the the Old Forester 100 proof is really bringing, amping up the oh, sweetness yeah. from the Virginias. So you can appreciate that spice, I think, a little bit more, too. I'm getting a lot of sweetness out of the bourbon itself, and I can't say that I am a fan of that. Um, it, it, it's, it's making me salivate a little bit, which I, I don't really like. Uh, <laughs> okay. It, it, it's, it's The flavor itself is good. I am getting that caramel. I'm getting that sweetness, but it's almost overly for me. Mm. And that, and for my particular taste, that's it's, that's not what I like. Uh, the pairing it goes well together. I am getting you know a little bit more of the tobacco than I am getting out of the, the bourbon itself. Mm. Shell just wants to be assaulted by, <laughs> by, by bourbon. <laughs> right, pow! Right in the kiss. <laughs> None of this sweet crap. <laughs> well, when Paul is gone, I'll focus on Shell, and I'll I'll bring something. <laughs> That's kind of, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Dave, what 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 do you appreciate about Paul? What are you, what are you gonna miss when he's uh, gone? I'm gonna uh, miss not his... really anything because I live in Hookshit and yeah. he's never here. No, I'm so. gonna miss his <laughs> of, his assertive prowess of <laughs> putting out cigars, putting out cigars. The 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 finality of the way the man. Smash, says goodbye to sma- a cigar. Smashes them in. You know? Yes, yes. Smashes them into the ashtray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done with the cigar. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that. Yeah. Maybe because I didn't really enjoy the cigar that much. Maybe <laughs> I just wanted to like give it one final, you know, kick to the gravestone. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> What's a trail on what you're saying, Dave? I love when Paul 
dislikes a cigar. <laughs> yes, yes, that's and really... he's like, boom, money's on the dresser, I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> and he moves on to something better. <laughs> and then he gets a cigar per day. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things of what memories of Paul was like when the cigar purveys were having their production issues and just yeah okay. every time you sing with the cigar purvey just in a bad mood like what's wrong with <laughs> yeah there, there was a time when and it was during the the, the COVID uh, well we can call it years year whatever it was uh, mm -hmm. we, we I started noticing some some construction uh, flaws and uh, it just really ticked me off because I love that cigar and it wasn't unique to that cigar no 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 it was there was a there was a few others you know and and uh, but it just you you know you want to come back to you know one of your favorites and mm -hmm. when it just disappoints you and right. you, you go to another one and it just kind of finally after like I don't know six or seven I, I kind of put it put it <clears throat> put it to bed for a while and then we got a new shipment in and it seemed to correct itself thank God because mm. I didn't want to say goodbye to that yeah. cigar. No. A lot of smashed cigars. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, you know, what about what about you? What are, what's something you're gonna miss about Paul? All right, prepare to get misty-eyed. Um, almost immediately when I came in, Paul took me under his wing. Mm -hmm. and, you know, taught me the the ways of Paul and <laughs> <laughs> showed him the Paulism, the, the Paul side of the force and. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's like, what's just... the force? <laughs> <laughs> he taught me not only a lot about you know the culture of the shop, but you know, as as you know, Pat said earlier, the how to deal with customers mm -hmm. in a fashion that was beneficial to them. Mm. It wasn't just a hard sale. It was okay. This is what you like. Okay, this is what you also might like. And just picking up on those things and seeing the respect that not only employees but the customers have for them. Mm -hmm. I think everyone can agree that Paul's picks are everyone's favorite. Mm -hmm. They just fly out the door. If a customer has never had a Paul's pick, you just have to mention that it's Paul's pick and it's in their hand immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to see someone with that respect and the knowledge and to, you know, put it there forth, you know, I, I really appreciate Paul. I really appreciate the way, you know, he's taken me in and, and taught me and, you know, just I appreciate you, man. No, I love you guys. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna oh. miss you. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss this. I really am. Yeah. This is uh, the, the the camaraderie that you have with your your fellow tobacconists, and uh, I always said, you know, we're all one big, you know, happy dysfunctional family, you know, and uh, but I, I'm I'm really gonna miss uh, these times and 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 just working with you guys and uh, <clears throat> you know whatever it, it, you know whatever knowledge I've been able to impart to you guys. Uh, thank you very much for. Uh, <laughs> For uh, lying about it. <laughs> and, uh, one of the things to piggyback off show. Whatever you have seen is... or heard from me, do these things. Do the opposite. And Kurt will Bet be happy the other you. way. <laughs> one of the things that I'll kind of piggyback off is, you know, I, I was under someone's wing that I appreciate, but I didn't have the luxury of being under Paul's wing when I first started, like directly under his wing because I wasn't working with him as much. And seeing the development that Shell has had in such a short span of time, like the responsibilities he's been taking and how well he's working the humidor, how well he's organizing the humidor. You know, like when I come in, I see him and Paul just doing work in there. You know, if there's a task that should take more than a day, they get it done in a few hours. And I think, you know, Shell is a direct example of the ethic Paul has and how well he works at humidor because Shell is 
moved very quickly being at the shop and i it's i, I have to give paul most of the credit for that also shell mm-hmm. like his work ethic but paul is definitely not only a good tobacconistic consumers but also a really good leader in the humidor mm-hmm. and good leader shows. and good teacher yes <clears throat> well that's certainly what i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss his his leadership i'm also knowledge. gonna miss his knowledge of where things are. <laughs> if you have any question about what might be in stock, Paul you knows. know, you know, there's, you know, we could have our own, you know, show. Better call Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he knows where everything is, and uh, if ever I had a question about something, I could ask him, and and he would know uh, off the top of his head where something was. He just. He has a photographic memory that way and knows where all the cigars are. I don't know if he knows where all of his socks are, but he, he knows, knows where, where all, all of his cigars are. Yeah. On Thursday, I was working with Show, and I the Jewish State event was going on, and I guessed it was going to be the Nika Rustica. And I um, remember seeing them in the hum- in the downstairs humidor somewhere. And we Shell and I both could not find them. And Scoured. and Paul was there earlier that day. And when he left, I, I just told Shell, I'm like, if Paul was here, we'd probably have he these things. Yeah, that is a good point to make. And uh, they were right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I, but uh, Paul's been a great leader at the at the shop. And, and um, those are going to be very, very, very difficult shoes to fill my friend i'm only one phone call away if you guys need to know where a specific <laughs> cigar box is downstairs in the humidor well, the- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where is this stuff you better call paul he's been gone for six months it doesn't matter he knows where it is I'll take a well, snapshot of my eyes before i leave and i'll be able to tell you the question is will you have a new phone in order to answer our calls well uh, I have until the end of the year to get a new one, so, so we'll, see. The we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Noah's the answer to that. <laughs> December thirty first, I might have one. Yeah. Right, Dave? Well, you better have a new one when we Skype you in for the anniversary All right. episode, because that's <clears> happening. All right. We'll yeah, see. we'll see what that's going to be. be a great episode too. We're going to have. Uh, um, it's one of those things where I already know what we're going to do three months out. <laughs> But uh, Steve Saka is going to be on the show. We're going to have Jeremy Reeves on the show. Nice. Uh, that's the team behind the uh, Stillwell Star cigar that Steve Saka put out. And uh, that's going to be a great, great show. Both of those people are going to be here with us live nice. on the show. And that's going to be fantastic. And if we can uh, do a Skype with Paul, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect he'll be somewhere on the beach where there's no cell coverage, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens that day. Mm. Um, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask us, you know, kind of in general, not the general knowledge area here is um, when it comes to lighters, what do you guys look for in a lighter? Flame. You know, what... Okay, you you want it to Thanks, work. Dave. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just saying that I'm, just, I'm very practical. You know, when if it if it it survives like a dangerous lifestyle, and you know lights like consistently, I'm sold, and that's why I like the cycle. Well, what to you is a dangerous lifestyle? You know, like putting a washer. That's through like the, you, you know, know putting playing... a lighter through the washer. You know, it's you know that's a dangerous lifestyle for a lighter. You know, forgetfulness, you know, stepping on it, you know, stuff like that. So, Clumsiness. ADHD. Yes. Basically. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 
You know, some people might inter interpret dangerous lifestyle as like you know a James Bond kind of a thing where you're you're getting shot at or you end up in the ocean when you don't really plan on it or something like that. But you're really talking about laundry and well, you know, life for most normal people. Yeah, life for most normal people. Yeah, they say simple. walking out your front door is dangerous business. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what the hobbits say. Is that what they say? Yeah. Or they say when the second breakfast. It's a dangerous day. business. Walking out your front door. You never know. <laughs> food is comfort. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. <laughs> You're welcome. I would agree with Dave, though. I, I absolutely want just a lighter that's going to be consistent. That's going to, you know, be able to put up with some of the the roughness that uh, I'll give it. It is. I'll give it an example too. I was kind of cleaning out my uh, my Jeep uh, in preparation for someone to take it over. And uh, I found an old lighter that's probably been sitting in my uh, center console box for probably the last year. Probably been there, you know, through the fall, winter, spring, and all this stuff. And uh, it, uh, I clicked it, and it, it lit. So, you know, it, it, that's that's all I need. Just something something that's going to be able to, to to work for you when you need it, and uh, don't want to spend a lot of money on it. That's think, certainly the consistency that, yeah. that you, you want in a lighter, yeah. yeah. And I agree, do agree with you, Dave. I think that uh, Vertigo Cyclone is probably my favorite of all the lighters that mm -hmm. we have. You know, for 15 bucks, you can't really go wrong with no. it. No. Mm -hmm. What do you guys look for in a lighter? I look for a body style. If it's something that fits in my hand well. Yep. Mm -hmm. If it's something that I can put in the pocket easily. Obviously, if it's something that lights well. But I treat lighters personally like tissues it's useful until it's not once i've used it once i've put my nose like three what's, or four times the same tissue, it's not it's gone. a few times that i've done and i move on to i know well see that's not paul one of the things i'm going to miss about paul oh is yeah Here we go. every lighter he picks up it needs to be clicked a dozen times before lights <laughs> click 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss that so much because I know everybody else is going to be like, click. I tend to buy, I tend to pick up the lighters that have like very little uh, fluid in them. And, and Dan's sitting there. He's always next to me when I'm doing this. And I'm, I'm sitting there and click, 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 click. And it's not lighting. And then Dan just like starts heaving over laughing because he knows it's meant to be because I pick up the lighter that has like literally nothing in it. It's uh, so Do you true. have a preferred style of lighter? Just like you said, man. Just something that fits in my hand really well. Yeah. Like that. That like that vertical cyclone is my is perfect for me. Yeah, something that's not hard to light, like the, some yeah. of the ones you have to like do some weird slide thing or something. Like no, just give me a weird of... slide. Yeah, thing. like those Duponts. You know, I know those Dupont buyers. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pat, what about you? What do you? Uh... <laughs> oh boy. Well, what do you look for in a lighter? Is twenty bleep years you, later. <laughs> bleep me. Yeah, bleep you hard, mother bleeper. <laughs> Um, and so I, I, I'm spoiled. I have a DuPont and whatever. So before I got the DuPont, I guess one of the things, like my pet peeves of lighters is, here's an example. When you light it, when I take my finger off the ignition, I want the flame to stop. So what I would look at, which... A lot of the cheaper lighters, I guess, don't do. Is I want that thing off. Well, you got to tune it. Yeah, just you gotta tune turn it the thing. Yeah. But now, so this is just I don't have one of them with me. But there's some lighters that even if you tune it, it's gonna have that leakage after you're done igniting it. 
So that's one of the things that's my pet peeve. Like, and again, it's just being kind of pretentious, I guess. Like, I think if it lights, it's gonna light your cigar. You know what I mean? But I think now that I'm more of a soft flame person, I would say that I want, you know, I would gravitate more to the soft flame now. Mm, I and, like my flame flaccid. And honestly, I think you're just, just soft. Well, <laughs> With jet lighters, I had a lot more of those pet peeves of like, you know, I wanted to stop on my fingers off of it, whatever. And when I moved to the soft flame, I mean, every soft flame that we have at the shop, even if it's one of the cheaper versions of it, it's it works and it does the right thing. And you don't really need something expensive to kind of have that kind of functionality. So, you know, I just want it to be reliable. If you're, you know, outside, I want it to work. And just not be a fight to light your cigar. Because the, the worst thing with a lighter is when it's not reliable and you're halfway through toasting your cigar and you're starting to light it and it stops working on you. And then you have like this half lit kind of burnt foot of the cigar. You're like, wow, this is like devastating. You know, so it's just being reliable and working properly, really. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer a torch or a softling to light a cigar? It's soft flame now yeah. dan kind of hooked me into that one like even before i was like before i got my dupont i was using a soft flame because i'm like i'm not going to get something if i'm not going to use it and right off the i mean i was using one of these like the lighters we have i think it's like 30 bucks at twins that all the pipe tools are built into it so i was using one of these which this is a pipe lighter it's not really i guess made for a cigar but it works because it's that angled flame when you have the pipe bowl but I started using this light a cigar, and, and the first thing that I noticed when I was using a soft flame is when you looked at the foot of the cigar, it was bleach white ash. Like, there was no burn on the foot. And then when I was using a torch, and I'm, like, very pretentious when I was lighting a cigar. Like, I would use a single flame to toast it, then I would use a tri-flame to light it. I, you know, I, I made sure I did it the right way. Yeah, you had to have multiple lighters to get a cigar lit. It was it was a pain in the butt. But even with how much precautions I was taking lighting the cigar, there'd be some kind of blackened ash on the foot of it. And then you would get a little bit of bitterness, but then it would go away because if you light it well, it's not going to be bitter. Right. But then with a soft flame, the room Ooh. for error when it comes Ooh. to really burning the Ooh. foot is lower. And if you, it, it is, it's nice just taking the time and being able to, you know, work it. Yeah. It really does change the taste of the cigar. I have to admit that, that, you know, when, whenever I really wanted to have like a, um, an enjoyable time with a cigar, like, you know, when I'm at home, not working and stuff, I always soft light a cigar because it, it's just, uh, it's so much difference uh, in, in the initial taste and even just the mm -hmm. setting off the burn correctly, I feel. It's just so much better with a, a soft flame. And like Carlito says, it's like you're flirting with a cigar. You're making, the you're making love to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's already in your mouth. Yeah. Well, I definitely prefer a torch to light the cigar. So I get that aroma, that toasty aroma, and whatever those you know intended flavors are, intended aroma, off the foot. But I do like to correct my cigars with a, either a soft flame or a match to get mm. that the precise correction and that over you know over burn the cigar if uh have we all tried to smoke our glass yet with yeah, the, uh, I, tobacco? I, I, yeah. have you have you oh. now i'm getting is that has everyone done it yet it please, totally uh, may I have some more <clears throat> yes. Please, uh, yes you may all right may Oliver. so more. i i picked up a, a a nice spicy cherry note mm -hmm. from when i smoked the uh, glass looking good for me yep 
Just cherry. It's amazing what and it does. Definitely, it brings out some fruity notes in the uh, bourbon that were not there by itself. Mm. Anyone getting that spicy cherry note, or is it just me? No, I get a, I get a. It's like a Marcello cherry. Is I saying that right? Marcello, whatever the sweet. Marciano. Marciano cherry. Pepper. I'm going to be kind of weird right now. Marciano. Go really? ahead, Pat. Really? Be weird. So without having the drink. I'm getting Mountain Dew. Because after I drank, it, I lost it. But I'm on the um, back third of the bowl right now. The finish kind of has like this creamy buttered popcorn flavor. Mm. I can appreciate that. Is anyone taking a moment to just mm. smell the tobacco out of the tin? I don't think anyone has. You want to sniff it for us? Well, I sniffed it several times this last week. <laughs> I'm getting definitely getting that that um, fermented manure smell. That, you know, that barnyard. Fer- that f- barnyard fertilized grass smell. I like got the like, garden section I got of like, Home Depot. I got like the garden section. I got like cat puke. <laughs> more specifically, my front yard. My wife lets a lot of gardening, so I get that smell all the no, time. I saw the mulch yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are they some of the things you, you have to have in oh, a lighter? Yeah. In the lighter? Yep. Uh-huh. Fuel. In these Dave, modern let's times. Not be, let's not be that obvious. <laughs> what what are some of the things that you have to have? Any lighter you have, you, you want it to have these functions or this uh, kind of uh, um, work to it. What, what? I just want it to light. I just want it to light. <laughs> Well, click, 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 click. <laughs> Damn you, lighter. Click, click. Well, you know, you, attaching to Pat's point, being spoiled, I need a punch, whether I use it or not. I need something to be able to to greaten that draw if I need to. So if I, if I cut something and it's not drawing well, I need a punch on that lighter to be able to boom. And get something more out of it. Really, I'm gonna say too. Oh. Like I was before oh. show even said that I was gonna use the objective. Like three things I think most people look for, and one of them is the punch, because most lighters nowadays have a punch built into it. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people kind of look. And when you're selling a lighter to somebody, when you tell them that it has an extra little punch to it, they, that's what they gravitate to. And also the second thing is a lot of people look for is having the butane window. Mm-hmm. Yes. So again, DuPonts, granted, they last forever anyway, but there's no window on it. So you don't know when you're low. You only know you're low when it's gone, you know? Well, the so, flame starts to drop. Well, it does, you, but uh, you can't preemptively say, like, oh, I'm going to need to fill it in a couple of days or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people look for that window as well. Yep. And the third thing is going to be, like, the adjustment. So... Oh, I guess there's four things. The third thing is the adjustment. <laughs> you want it to be easy to adjust and reactive to the adjustment. Like if you crank it up, if it's only a you know, nominal difference, you know what I mean? So having that reactive adjustment. And then the fourth thing is the – there's only a couple lighters that don't have this. But some of the lighters don't have that um, kind of standard nozzle that the yes. butanes are built to kind of go into. Mm-hmm. And we, we do carry a couple that don't have that. And that's, if you don't have that, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, 
I just love it when you're a couple of weeks ago when you were trying to fill your your DuPont lighter and you couldn't find the right canister because we didn't have it in stock. <laughs> and you're sitting there, you know, F this and... What you want? What you want? You know, because you couldn't... You're you trying to... Fit, trying to yeah, you, you, just could, you just couldn't find it. And you, then you found the sweet spot in whatever butane can you were trying to fill it with and you... We're able to fill it, but I'm like, just say to myself, is it really worth? <laughs> is it really worth twelve hundred dollars? I don't know. You should see his eyes roll. Just <laughs> like prom night all over again. Oh, when I hit the sweet spot. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I make sure I last a while. Oh. On that. <laughs> oh, good man. I'm overfilling at that. Point. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? What do you guys look for that would be nice to have in your lighter? Talked about what's what's essential to have, but what what would be nice to have? Butane. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so I have two things. The of first thing is they actually <laughs> three things. They they actually make it. So Dupont has a new lighter. I think it's the Ligny two. It's one of the versions of it that you open it you flick it you ignite it and then there's a button you can hold down and it turns into a single flame so being a soft flame person like it you can manage to light when it's windy out but touching up is like impossible so that would be awesome so that would be the first thing to have a dual soft flame torch yeah like so so soft and then a single which it is a thing and then the second thing would be, and this is like impossible to do, but have a invisible barrier around you with a lighter that could block the wind Keep out the wind on out. Mount Washington. Well, there go. that's that's something that's nice, but that's it's like it's not the force, Pat. It's right. it's not. That's why I had. What two would things. be nice to have with a lighter? I'd like to see more lighters with like more than just a punch like there's a couple of lighters that we had that had a straight cut you know you know or like a v or something like that i'd like to see a utility lighter you know i i agree with dave i'd like to see more lighters that are like the puffer from vertigo mm-hmm. with uh, pipe tools you know things you can use in addition to actually just lighting something mm-hmm. you know one of the things that i think would be awesome having a lighter is having a poker just that that GPS chip. <laughs> well, a poker, <laughs> no lighter has a poker yet. I think when you need yep. a poker, you really need it. And that would be so mm-hmm. awesome if your lighter had a poker the, in it. The problem with that, though, Pat, and we've had people who ask us for pokers lately, is that because it depends on the size of the cigar. If they're going to have to poke a cigar that's a Churchill, there's no way a lighter will, unless it's like you know, like a telescope where it comes out, you know, well, my experience, in several different tiers. My experience of snug cigars, though, is typically it's tight, like around where the, um, the band is. Or so, right at the head. So the size of, the, yeah, so, I, you know, that's my thought. Plus, if you really wanted to, you can go through the foot, even though it's lit, it's metal, and just poke through there. But usually it's the neck up. But that, yeah. that brings up the and question. You could also use it to hold the cigar at the end when it's a that, And that's another thing, too, is you can Well, that brings it. up the question. If something that's is not a bad that idea. tight, is the poker really going to make a difference? Yeah, if you poke the... <laughs> the if, you, if you poke the bleep out of it. If you have to poke it, 
then there, there's an issue in the first place. Well, right? there is an issue, but it's correctable. Like, there's so many times I've had a really good cigar that's been snugged, and I'm like, I wish I had a poker. Well, is it snug because it's supposed to be snug, or is it snug because it's rolled incorrectly? Well, even if it's intended or incorrectly, it's subjective. So if I think it's too snug, I want to poke it. That's my thought. Well, Pat, that, that's almost all that's out. almost an X-rated <laughs> reply there. I think we might have to bleep the whole thing out. I mean, right? I mean, that's just wrong. That's just your thoughts, Dan. Well, I think there's certain cigars that you can smoke too fast, and I think a lot of the time people need to respect what they're smoking and listen more to the cigar because there is a, there is a relationship that goes on there, whether you're going to choose to realize that or not and some cigars you know tend to be you need to slow down and other cigars you know you don't so and... dave wants a relationship with his lighter no that was very poignant question. dave that was very point the cigar whisperer listen to your cigar cigar whisper step at it listen, listen to your cigar pad mm -hmm. i listen like that it. dave you should do a segment don't listen cigar. to your mom yeah, the listen cigar was <laughs> Mm. Great mouth. Shell is on his third bowl of pipe tobacco. That's pretty good. I am on my second, so I'm enjoying like the the second bowl here. I'm glad I had a second pipe. I'm still not getting the pepper that, that everyone else is getting, but I'm definitely getting the orange and the citrus and the tang. You're not getting pepper spice at all. Wow. I think on everyone, the retro hill. I think everyone underestimates my palate for heat and pepper for me is Ooh, a because very... i get plenty of pepper let me tell pepper you for me is a very minuscule thing i need hot hot in order to you know you know hot, hot, hot. that into that i need hot i'm not getting hot ask my wife i run hot <laughs> okay <laughs> all righty then <laughs> well mrs broadleaf show show hot enough for you <laughs> more often than not <laughs> more often than not i'm hot <laughs> so i definitely oh, i'm like weird the pepper that getting. i get a little bit of spice but do you get like the texture on your palate though, like the kind of stimulating kind of? No, I I get it out of the nostrils, but not on the tongue. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely picking up the pepper on the retro hill. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah, on the retro. Good God, there's Maybe. a lot of pepper on the retro. You okay over I there? don't I don't get as much on the tongue, no. on the palate, but through the retro. Yeah. I get plenty of pepper. You don't yeah. get plenty of pepper? Yeah, there's, there's, you there's just got black a little and white bit. pepper on the Petro, no question. I think the drink tones the pepper down. It, do, it does, Dave, you're right. On its own, there's a lot of pepper, but on the, with the drink, it does kind of mellow it out a little bit. <clears throat> Would you agree with that, Pat? Um, Yeah, I think the, the drink, obviously, it's 100 proof, so I think it's going to definitely kind of kick the pipe tobacco spice down, which I don't think is... Being a Perik fan, it sucks a little bit for me, but I think that <laughs> it adds. It's one thing if it just muted the pepper and that was it, and just kind of like balance it out. But it's enhancing that sweet note to it. Yeah. Totally. So it's kind of uh, 
See, it's weird. It's complementary, but it's contrasting. Like, Ooh. it's complementing my palette, but it's contrasting the finish. And mm -hmm. I think that the fact that it's enhancing that sweet note to kind of that hickory, woody, campfire type finish, mm. it's definitely worth losing a little bit of that spice note that I appreciate. Mm. So, I think the pairing is very good. It goes well together. For my, my personal taste again, it's just not, you know, doing a whole lot for me. Who's going to bring Jägermeister next week? And oh, we can just, do that. get Shell. You can do that. What would you like to pair up this with? Oh, with the pipe tobacco? Yes. We could do Jameson Black Barrel. Or, no, no. We could do, you know, original Jameson with a little bit of vanilla Coke. So you don't like sweet <laughs> Paul's face. Like sweet... <laughs> Show. Vanilla Coke? Here, here. Really? He, he looked like he looked so, like Bert when Ernie said something stupid and he just so like... I'm just confused how Show is saying that that sweetness in the old forester is something he's appalled no, by. But then Irish every... whiskey is his No 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 no. Everyone seemed to like the caramel, right? Yeah. Uh Jameson, original Jameson, and Vanilla Coke brings out that caramel so much. It's All right. Well, popular. if we're doing that, we're gonna have wild turkey and Mountain Dew. Yeah, no, oh God. Mountain Dew. <laughs> no, Paul's well, glad oh, he's the Mountain Dew's problem. Gotcha. How did it's Mountain Dew become good. a thing? It's good. That was the original intent for Mountain Dew was to be a mixer with bourbon, and the original really? the original intent was specifically with wild turkey. And I've tried it, and I think you guys are honestly missing out. It I really need to see a cited article about just that. look it up there's plenty of articles i thought the original sin of mountain dew was to do x games i thought it no, was no 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 it's old man i thought oh, it was mountain to energize like 12 year olds playing call of duty mountain dew was around way before you oh, bet all right we're gonna we're gonna find out about this we're gonna find out about this next week i think we're gonna have to have uh we're gonna have to have written proof. That's what Mountain Dew is for. Well, today that—that's what your assignment is—is is to bring in the proof of which you speak. Well, I'm saying this because I read a whole article on it, and I'm that's saying cool. next week, be credited. Bring in the whole article of which you speak. You know, so, let's vindicate you, Dave. So we can, we can, we can, we can do both both pairings, and we can call it. Uh, the I, don't bad think Paul's, <laughs> I don't think Paul's go away. We're doing Mountain Dew and bourbon. I will tell you now, I'm not drinking Mountain Dew with anything. Woo! No Mountain Dew, Dave. No Mountain Dew. No Mountain Dew. Yeah, next week is Paul's last week there. Um, are you ready for a little would you rather? Yes. Okay. The would you rather question is more for everybody but Paul. But Paul? Yeah. And that is, uh, would you rather tell Paul what we're smoking next week or surprise him? <laughs> Bad. Nothing but acid. Pat? <laughs> Pat gets first dibs. I would rather I would rather surprise Paul. Well that <clears throat> all right. That's what Pat told me he was gonna do is surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you told me today this. <laughs> <laughs> so I I said Surprise. All right. Yeah. <laughs> one one word came to my mind, football, but he laughed at me and then didn't laugh so i'm gonna i'm doing i would go with the surprise yeah. i think that i've learned enough about paul over the past couple years that 
I can choose because I'm choosing the cigar and it's coming from my personal stash. Oh shit! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So I've chosen. <laughs> or actually, I will say, we are going to smoke something, an original something from somewhere <laughs> 14 years ago. Oh god! And 14 years. We're smoking something that's new, and we're going to compare it. The original release and the current release we're of this specific cigar. We're smoking two? Yep, it's an all cigar uh, episode next week. And Paul. it's two cigars that I think is right up Paul's palate. All right. So. Dave, what do you think? Should we tell Paul what we're smoking next week? Or no, should we, we should surprise totally him? surprise him. Should we yeah. leave him in the dark? Yes. Yeah. Just yes. give him acid blondies. That's telling him what it is. Uh, I, I might not be Acid here, Dave. Maduro. Might not be here if it's Acid <laughs> yes. Bloody Maduro. Acid Bloody Maduro With might you. be. But, you know. With my... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say we would surprise him with what we're pairing it with, just what we're smoking. Mm. Mm. I wish we mm. knew what we were drinking because that would... What you... Well, Pat, only you know oh, because yeah, you're supposed to provide the pairing. So, I thought, is, is Talia not coming? Uh, Talia is coming. That's actually. true. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why I'm not sure. Okay. I, I'm maybe, fine. Maybe with you need to bring it. Maybe you need Fair to bring enough. a pairing to have because we're gonna do two cigars. <laughs> well, I think if you're doing a new and an old back to back, you don't want to change the drink. So whatever we drink is gonna have to be both of them because you want to get as accurate as a opinion of both as you can. Well, that's, right. that's, that's fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah. Shell, what do you think? I would surprise Paul. Surprise Paul. Yes. So we are all in agreement that we mm -hmm. will surprise Paul about what his last show will be. We wanted to give him at least control over one episode of which this was. And um, uh, Paul, did you did you like the pipe tobacco here? I did very much, Dan. I thought it was a really, really good pipe tobacco. I love that. Uh, I mean, I, I love Virginia Perique. Mm -hmm. You know I do. And I thought the spice notes were just spot on. Um, I love the fact that that gave a nice little cotton candy drawer yeah. in the beginning and dissipated mm -hmm. um that the i got a lot of that white black pepper notes on the retro hill um but the nice stone fruit came through as well i thought mm -hmm. it was and with the old forester again it brought out a little bit more of that caramel note with both the drink and the tobacco so i thought it was a fantastic pairing complimentary all around excellent pat i really enjoyed it and honestly I, i'm more of a latakia smoker but I think Virginia Periques is definitely starting to compete because some of the more memorable uh, pipe tobaccos I've had have been Virginia Periques. Mm -hmm. And there's an appreciation I have for that spicy, sweet kind of party that goes on in your mouth when you have a Virginia Perique. <laughs> party in your mouth. Yeah. Party. I and, just want to lick that. And this, uh, <laughs> the pairing was really, really good. And I, I only chose Old Forester 100 because it's very reliable and it usually That's goes all you well. could get. No, I had a couple Charles rocks. Kendra would give me. I was so afraid of her. I had a couple rocks. Oh my gosh, it was in such a bad mood. Again, like Old Forester is just. See that of water. <laughs> green tea. The Old Forester 100 green, is very green tea. Black tea. Is oh. Very reliable. Nika, Nika with tea. Nika Paul, with tea. When you're in Florida, the first thing you're going to do is have Nika with tea. <laughs> I can, I can say don't forget that soda water the positive thing about the Nico with tea is it totally increased my love for gin 
You're welcome. That's good. That's what we're drinking next week. It's, it's fine. Gin. Yep. Is it actually? No. <laughs> I was going to say, like, no, no, no. If, As a matter of fact, Talia is going to be uh, around the uh, London Dairy Store on Friday, probably uh, bringing us a little tasty taste of what we'll have on Monday. So, As long as it's not tequila. <laughs> as long as it's not well, tequila. No, unless it's Avion. No, no. She's yeah, good at picking tequila. No, no. Let's face it. No, no. She's Let's very good. She's very good. If she brings the tequila, you're probably going to like it. Yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully. <laughs> She hasn't been wrong yet. No, no, she, she hasn't. She has not been wrong yet. No, she hasn't. Oh, and we are so ready to have Tequila Talia back on the show. She's mm-hmm. so awesome. We're looking forward to that. Um, so uh, next week, as you've probably guessed, uh, it's going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. And it's go- the only thing we can tell you is that it is going to be from Pat's... I- we can't say vault. No. That's... that's- <laughs> Pat's lockbox, maybe. Lock <laughs> uh, I call it a cash. I have Pat's cash. Pat's cash. Pat's cash. Pat's cash. I have numerous coolers filled with numerous coolers. Numerous. numerous coolers that hold about four drinks. I have numerous of those. Do you take phone orders? That might be They're all in lunchboxes. <laughs> <laughs> From my Iron Man lunchbox, we're picking <laughs> <Yeah>. some <laughs> particularly rare Thagoth. I'm going to remember these comments next week when we're smoking this thing. <laughs> Which, I will say, show without saying it, you've, you've smoked a cigar that we're doing, and oh. I think you liked it. I think I know what we're smoking. And how was it? It was good. Yeah. Not great, but good. Not great, but good? No, it was good. No, that's not good. It's good. All right, you heard it right here. We're smoking good cigars with Paul next week. Not great cigars for his last episode. Yeah, thanks, Shell. I really tried. Yeah, I was really hoping yeah. for you to come. I said class. it was good. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah I don't want to get if you if you good. if you excite it too much, then you might know what it is. Uh huh. Good. Well, Paul does know what it is. I know it. So make sure you're with us next week. It's Paul's last episode. <laughs> don't miss it. It's going to be awesome. It's an all cigar episode next week. We'll see you right here, eight o'clock. Don't be late. Thanks, everyone. That's not just blowing smoke. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down.